0: There's so many fundamental rights that are affected by that, and I'm not allowed, I'm not prepared to leave that to the whims and the and the uh, of
1: the public at the moment in local areas.
2: Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives.
1: Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate.
2: A liberal MSNBC hosts warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have
1: any sort of? canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on
2: that front. Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You
1: and I have a
0: rendezvous with destiny.
2: Welcome everybody to emergency session of the Ruthless Variety program. Uh, Fellas, thank goodness we were able to make it to microphones in time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, we don't really need to intro this big news of the day.
2: Matt Gala we got to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) it's good Uh, obviously we're doing this uh, because of a leaked opinion to politico last night uh that was authored by presumably justice alito as has been alleged in the reporting uh that would in whole and in part entirely throw out roe v wade um that's and just, a and, and, BFD. Like,
1: just now, Justice Roberts released a statement. They've authenticated it. It is. It is authentic. Um, which is which is it's good news, but this is also horrific, horrific news in how this happened.
2: Yeah, we're going to break all this down for you, and and what you should care about, the bullshit that you're likely to see in the next few weeks, how it impacts us politically, uh, some other things. So let's just start at the top. First off, it is not done. It yep. is not done. That's important. Very important. That a, an opinion leaks before it is presented by the court. It is not done. You will see a whole bunch of journalists begin to try to characterize that in another way, right? There are. I've already seen uh, some journalists come out and say basically that Roe itself was leaked. Bullshit. Why? It wasn't. It may have been characterized at some level as a way that the court was leaning in one way or another. Nobody and I mean nobody, has put out a full opinion that has not been issued by the court.
0: Right, a draft opinion.
2: Yeah. And it, it look, all these institutions operate with unwritten rules. The Supreme Court is amongst the most absolutely hallowed and respected institutions because its rules are not broken. It is not discussed. They don't put cameras in the courtroom. They don't... It is. It operates entirely upon the good faith and trust between clerks and between justices that they can have internal debate and come to conclusions on the greatest issues before American society. Somebody decided upon themselves to completely fuck that up. And I think it is in line with basically everything you've seen out of the American left over the last decade. Every institution is only as important as it is when it Feeds the left, right when it, when it, when it, it benefits it,
0: them politically. When it
2: benefits their progressive goals, right, right. whether it is the United States Senate eliminate the filibuster, the the uh, electoral college change the way yep. that we that we right. elect presidents, the Supreme Court now corporate America, right? All of a sudden, Democrats like corporate America because mm-hmm. they feed the progressive agenda in the far left. So so every reverence that they have for america as, as a country is only goes as far as it will when it feeds their ultimate progressive goals this i think is probably the most egregious example we've seen in i don't know how long
0: yeah no i mean well look i mean the left has been attacked attacking the independence of the ju- judiciary for a long time um mcconnell had a great statement on this i'm just going to read part of that he says judicial independence is vital But the far left has spent years shamelessly attacking it. Democrats in Congress have endorsed plans for partisan court packing. They've sent the justices threatening legal briefs. They've scheduled sham hearings to smear judges. In 2020, the Senate Democratic leader marched across the street to the court and shouted threats at multiple justices by name if they didn't rule how he wanted. In 2018, activists literally chased senators around the Capitol. And now, last night, a shocking new breach. Somebody. Likely somebody inside the court leaked a confidential internal draft to the press almost certainly in an effort to stir up an inappropriate pressure campaign to sway an outcome the radical left
1: immediately ra- rallied around that toxic stunt and we saw that
2: that's what happened
1: that's that's the exact exact point that really needs to be made here and the 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 significance of this and the importance of this can't be overstated this is straight up an attack on american democracy they want to neutralize checks and balances the supreme court has existed as a completely independent by the constitution institution like it is literally following the letter of the law that's what they do and and what has happened here is you have likely like a radical clerk an activist inside the court right who leaked this for the sole purpose of energizing a left wing base, their left wing dark money groups, which have already begun, you already see Demand Justice right. and Brian Fallon out yeah. there. Yeah, you know, the, the people who want void. to eliminate
0: the filibuster, the people that want to pack the court, are now going to use this leaked memo as the, the the new rallying cry for those causes.
1: And there's somewhat of a precedent for this because so it was Demand Justice who was saying retire Breyer. They they spent right. money on everything, yeah, campaign basically to push, threw him out, yeah, to kick Breyer out of the Supreme Court, and. If folks remember, that news also leaked on Breyer's retirement. So there is a problem right now with the left wing of the Supreme Court because they are starting to fall into the grip of the radical activist left wing base that the Democrat Party is now completely beholden to. The fact that their plan is we leak this and then we intimidate justices to get our way is just stunning. It's – well, look.
2: You tell all of your friends, everybody who's listening to this, if you have friends out there who have been wringing their hands about January 6th over the last two years and are sympathetic to Democrat positions on consistently litigating all of this, you ask them what the difference is between elected officials giving a speech on the National Mall that incentivizes people to march into the Capitol And intentionally leaking out a sensitive, incredibly divisive decision that you know will promote, you know, maybe violence, certainly aggressive activism.
0: We've seen, I mean, there's a precedent for that aggressive activism. We've seen it.
2: But in the hopes of ultimately changing the process and getting a different decision than they like. Right out extracurricular from the constitutional responsibilities. Right. I mean, there's a, so you now now just back that up. Right. What's the difference? There's
1: a there's a precedent of the left, you know, pushing this kind of extremism where you had a, a, a Bernie supporter open fire on Republican lawmakers. Right? They they, they 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 this kind of like activism isn't just like, okay folks, remember to vote. This is, you know, the language that they use, you know, okay, it's time to demand Justice, we need boots on the ground. And you saw it instantly. Within seconds, they had a mob outside the Supreme
2: Court. Yeah. Within seconds. And, and it's also one of the few issues, abortion, is one of the few issues where you see this huge unmasking of people who are supposed to be, you know, journalists and, and supposed to be, you know, covering the mm-hmm. news, right? I mean, look, we all know that everybody's, the vast majority of them are to the left but they still sort of refrain from taking specific like i believe in this
0: yeah but the ex- ob- the objectivity mask really slips it at moments slips. like moments like this yes
2: it entirely slips
0: yeah it's this and climate change are the two things that i definitely notice that very often
2: totally and they're all become purveyors of the talking points uh huh right the perfect example which political playbook has become talking points of the left it never used to be it used to be about the news and everything else but it is now right and if you let it if you read it this morning They talked about, like, how all this came about. But there was a paragraph in there that says they can also thank two unusual features. They're talking about they being people who want one side of this decision or another. They can thank two unusual features of the American system. One, a Senate in which McConnell was able to gain control without Senate Republicans representing a majority of Americans. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this isn't an
2: editorial. No. This and, is a
0: news story. Yeah.
2: And two, an electoral college system in which both Bush and Trump became president. These people took this out of the news. The people that are talking
0: about. Our democracy and how sacred it is want to delegitimize the entire process that elects people if they happen to be Republicans. The entire and the things other. that happen, the things that happen when Republicans are elected are therefore not legitimate. This is the real attack on democracy. democracy. That's what right. Is.
2: That's what this is. Yeah, right. So, right. again, wrapping back to my earlier point, if you're concerned about attacks on democracy, the American democracy, right. does it get any clearer than this? Right. Does it? Like, I don't know. I mean, no. I know. What else would you have to do? Like this is what it is. They're going around the constitutional process to try to pressure campaign to get a different outcome out of the Supreme Court. They are delegitimizing the court itself. They're delegitimizing the Electoral College. And they're delegitimizing the United States Senate for crying right, out loud. Right.
0: Around. All all be all because abortion laws will have to be made at the state level. Right. Like 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 just take a step back and think about think about it that way. Because in the hysteria of all of this, right? In, in, in Roe v. Wade. Overruling Ro, Roe v. Wade means the states get to
1: decide. That's all
2: this it issue. is. All it's it as is. simple as that. That's all it is. And and like.
1: That's we, another thing. It's like the left has had it with letting voters decide. Well, yes yeah, It's well, the same reason that, you know, they use these dark money groups to elect DAs because, like, no voter in their right mind is going to be like, yeah, we should legalize theft, breaking into cars, and shooting heroin. That sounds you, like a good idea. Yeah. I'll vote yes on that. No voter is going to vote for that. So they elect the DAs. And the right. DAs say, oh, you know, Nothing's illegal now, folks. They are done with letting voters have their voice heard. It's well, why they're trying to delegitimize the electoral college. They're trying to take over the court. They always are have trying to place their activist judges. They want to step around what voters want. Well, I think it's it's that, and
0: we heard we heard that from Joe Biden in that introduction in intro. that we played. The, the whims.
2: The whims of the people. He's, these yeah. are fundamental rights that he's not going to subject to the whims of the people. Right. in a democracy. In
1: a democracy. Yeah, yeah. you have to protect so, democracy by not letting the people. Have yeah. yeah.
0: Very interesting so, so concept. I think that's part of it. I also think like the the sort of hiding the ball on the implications of this the, this potential decision. This is still a draft opinion. Right. But this potential decision, the implications of it, both in the media and the Democrats who are hyperventilating hyperventilating right now. The reason why they're sort of hiding the ball on that, I think, is because there's not a lot of juice left to squeeze on this issue. They're they're maxed out with college educated women, yeah. right? Like they're like plus thirty, yep, yeah. plus thirty in this midterm. It's as high it's as f- it's going to get. So so the idea that this is somehow going to be a fu- like a fundamental inflection point for the midterm, of course, is a farce. But they want to be able to write those stories, yes. So they're sort of broadening the aperture right like it's this isn't really about roe this is about all privacy this think about what the the right wing will do to our rights our privacy rights if this if this is allowed if Roe's allowed to be overturned if you're not
1: if you're not allowed to have an abortion at any point in a pregnancy and that's also you know really important because the media has completely misrepresented what is what what the result of this would be and uh i want to go over this McDaniel does a great job putting this together he's he's producer and a lawyer so he actually knows how this stuff works um what alito's opinion does not do a it doesn't ban abortion nationwide which just said it lets the states decide b it does not chip away a gay marriage and a racial marriage contraception they really said that this is gay. there were people saying that on twitter were, last night there were journalists even saying oh yeah hey guess what this would get rid of racial this is how insane these people are but in fact it specifically draws a distinction between the decision of the court on abortion and those issues um, he said uh, uh, Megan Kelly addressed this well. For those predicting gay marriage will now fall along with privacy cases, court says in the draft, no, we emphasize that our decision concerns the right to abortion and no other right.
2: They specifically speak to Nothing in this opinion should be understood to, to cast it. out
1: on presidents that do not concern abortion. Specifically. They
2: specifically speak, speak to it. it. Well, it's almost like these Democrats are liars. Yeah. Oh, weird,
1: right? <laughs> weird. I mean, how else are they going to get their radical base out there right. to intimidate the justices, which is the whole point of all this, because the opinion, it's not sentenced stone. Drafts can change. It's not set in stone. And so they see this as an opportunity to intimidate the court.
2: Now, let's start with the premise that this is, in fact, the decision that will be rendered in June. Yeah. There is a, a group of very good friends of the program throughout the country who have been laboring for a generation to get to this moment. Yes. Right. And then they have been been screaming as loud as they can respectfully about how Roe was decided wrongly and it basically equated to a, a full legislative effort from the court right 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 which which put a blanket approval of abortion when there wasn't any legislation to rule on right, right? they just basically, cast it it's, about.
0: It's, it's the definition of being an activist judge. And going back to the hearings that we had for Katanji Brown-Jackson, this was the reason why the Republican members of the Senate who were questioning her wanted to talk about why she changed the sentencing guidelines for those child sex predators, Mm -hmm. because she was legislating from the bench. Bingo. The statute said these people should go to jail for this amount of time. And she said, you know what? That statute's wrong. What the people's elected representatives wanted is not correct. I get to make that decision as the judge. And so that is the same sort of worldview. That informed this decision in Roe v. Wade.
2: It also informed the clerk, who has got to be amongst the most high edu- highly educated people on this planet, right, to do what they did. Yes, right, to leak this opinion because the ends justify the means. Yes, it has absolutely nothing to do with the law, the and traditions, the, the institutions, our no. American democracy. Nothing. If it doesn't, if it doesn't concern my ideological progressive goals, fuck it. Right. And that that is basically the difference between conservative legal theory. And liberal. And, and
1: also, what I want to discuss is the kind of coordination and orche- how orchestrated this all has been. Like, you saw instantly a lockstep movement, which is almost like, it, you know, they had this waiting in a box. They just took it off the shelf and they're like, okay, go. Where, number one, you saw Brian Fallon from Demand Justice, and this was a tweet he sent out. He, he, Journals really thought this is okay for him to say. He said, is a brave clerk taking this unprecedented step of leaking your draft opinion to warn the country what's coming in a last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to see if the public response might cause the court to reconsider? <laughs> he said that he gave it away. He gave it away. He said he, the whole thing. He just he, said it. He was like, this is the purpose. It's our job now to intimidate Supreme Court justices to get our way. That's He, he said it right off the bat. And then immediately you see a follow-up where you had Sheldon Whitehouse, the you know biggest hypocrite in the Senate, one of the worst people in, to ever be a U.S. senator. I
2: think it's Sheldon White Club.
1: Sheldon White Club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Famously a member of multiple all-white clubs who loves talking about social justice. And That's such. right. And so this guy is on the Senate Judiciary, and he immediately began a hearing this morning on Senate ethics, huh. demanding that the Senate and Congress, which is controlled by Dems, issue a code of conduct for Supreme Court justices and decide how they behave. I mean, that the, the, their attack on checks and balances has begun. It's out in the open where they're holding hearings on being like, let us control the Supreme Court. We need to start packing it. We need to get rid of the filibuster. Yeah. We need to make sure that Dems get their way, d- despite what voters want.
2: Democracy is a real bitch for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's the irony of the conversation we've had over the last two years about respect for election outcomes. Right. Right? They really don't want it. Well, that's why they want a censorship board.
1: That's why they want to stop you from being able to speak your mind because they know that when the majority of people speak their mind, they say something Democrats do not want to hear.
2: That's right. I think that's that's very well said. In a nutshell, that is basically how they've come to the conclusions that they've come to. Now, you will also see that there's a lot of speculation by these absolute idiots about the politics of all of this. Yes. Right? Let's start with the premise there is no more well-defined divisive evenly divided i don't mean divisive in terms of like one side or another i just mean it's evenly divided well defined issue before the american public than the issue of abortion roughly split right i mean it is it is within margin of error
1: 50-50 like always
2: right there are, there are hardened opinions on both the left and the right the center left center right would largely don't want to talk about it makes them uncomfortable but it is extremely well defined Right. These guys were now making these prognostications that the red wave has been halted entirely because of this decision (laughs) that all of a sudden the left will rise up. Yeah, they will be ascendant. They will. They will rise up and somehow overcome the fact that this issue alone is in before every voter before this decision. Right. Right. And it will overcome the economy, immigration, our foreign policy all the crime across this country, all that shit doesn't matter. All that matters is whether or not you can get a dime store abortion (laughs) at the the corner CVS.
1: I mean, that's the thing is like the absurdity of it was so apparent when you saw some legislators. I mean, these are like, I I think most federal level legislators are smart enough to know better, but you saw some state level legislators who were like, the calculus has changed. This election (laughs) is no longer about inflation or price of gas. They're just trying to they're
0: trying to wish it into reality. Yeah. Right? It's like I
1: think people are really concerned about how much they're paying for rent, how much they're paying for gas, how much groceries cost, rather than making sure that you can have an abortion up to nine months. I I I think, you know, their day to day life matters a little bit more.
2: Well the dumb fuckery of it is that any analysis at all would tell you that this isn't going to make a dime's worth of difference in terms of the composition of the electorate. Because if your issue is abortion and you just want to have as many abortions as available as possible at any point in the term, I got news for you. You're already voting. Yep. You're already voting. You're voting in droves. You probably organized you and yourself around your urban, you know, white women, essentially. Yeah. And you're, and you're, (laughs) and you're voting, right? That's is what it is. thing that they miss is that the composition of this electorate within the Republican Party has changed forever. It used to be 10, 15 years ago that elections in midterms were decided entirely upon swing voters in the suburbs, right? What has happened over the last four years is that those voters have largely favored Democrats and there's a new working class coalition that were typically blue collar labor Democrat voters, right? And those people at some level, are not quite as, as frequent as your base voters on the Republican side, but they, they are a 50 plus one coalition. In addition to that, and the reason that you're seeing such massive generic ballot swings is because there is a new demographic Hispanics
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and, in some part, African Americans who are culturally more conservative on social issues. Than a progressive white right. well coastal elite well right. that's the problem. So right. I
1: always say this is that whenever you see like a Dem wave election, they end up just talking themselves. The Dems just talk to themselves. They all are. They basically are just activists in a silo. Yep. And then and then the rest of America is like, what are you talking about? You know, when you're using terms like, we need to defend the rights of birthing people. Okay, you're not talking to voters. Okay? Right. You're not talking to voters. Ninety <laughs> percent right. of people will. Right off the bat, be offended and be like, what is wrong with you? Are you attacking me with such a – like birthing people? So that's the problem is you had this wave election. They got the House. They got the White House. They got the Senate. And now they're just talking to themselves, and they're going
2: to wonder how they're going to get hit with this red wave. They won't see it coming. So so look, the deficit that re- the Democrats have built for themselves in generic ballots and all these, these head-to-head matchups across this country is built on the fact that their suburban coalition isn't strong enough – to overcome working-class Americans. There is not enough demographics on the coasts of this country to control the United States Senate or the House of Representatives. And in addition to that, it is there's a new demographic that started within the Republican Party that is culturally more conservative. And if you look at the Hispanics in particular that have come online in Texas, and we can see polls at Arizona, Nevada, almost every swing state that we're talking about, the, the shift has been unmistakable. It's 10, 15, 20, 25 points. The issues that got them there are largely inflation, crime, to some extent, illegal immigration, right? Abortion is not getting that back. Right. Because on abortion, they actually agree more often right. than not with These are working
0: class family people.
2: Right? You know? So, so if your goal was to try to animate an electorate that, made, that closed that generic ballot gap... Boy, it's the wrong issue for that. That's right. It is the exact wrong issue for that.
0: <laughs> they're just they're just praying for some silver bullet that's not going to come.
2: Yeah, I mean, you
0: know? that's it. It's as simple as that.
2: That's it. So, I mean, look, that's the politics. Once they figure that out, and it may happen concurrently, but once they figure that out, they'll do what they always do. When they can't legislate and they can't win elections, they'll lean on corporate America. Right. So get ready, if you're sitting in a boardroom somewhere across this country, get ready for the activist to show up at your door asking your company to weigh in on the issue of abortion. Here's the thing, you ought to take a little lesson from Ron DeSantis, Disney in Florida. Yes. If you wanna, you, you think that the quote unquote don't say gay bill is divisive and is troublesome and could potentially cost you, how about an issue that's a 50-50 split across this country that has been more well-defined than any issue in American politics. Yeah, it's red hot. Whatever side you pick, you're screwed.
1: And I noticed that. I noticed that where this morning, I mean, I've been watching this thing like a Hawk. This morning, you didn't see like Apple release a statement where they're like, hey, you know, we stand with this. You didn't hear from like. Uber or Lyft, like I remember when uh, uh, Trump's airport ban goes into effect, you had like Uber and Lyft being like, "We'll give you like free rides to the airport to go protest." And like, yeah, you're not seeing that here. You're, you're not, not seeing any any company try to jump ahead like they did with like, yes, we should uh, move the All Star Game out right. of Georgia, uh, which pissed a lot of people off. And you'd think they'd learn from that. I think Ronnie D finally hammered the lesson home. Where it was
2: like no free shots, no free shots, no free shots. Now someone will feed their dick into a pencil sharpener. (laughs) (laughs) They will, right? I mean, you know that's coming. But honestly, there are no free shots. It cuts both ways, right? And and so, look if you're if you've gone through the last two years in corporate America and you haven't figured out how to be more modest in where your company engages in public debate and public policy. Uh, now is the time. <laughs> now the time to do that. You should probably focus on your business model because I got to tell you, anybody who is weighing into this issue, saying basically the right to choose an abortion is codified in the bylaws of our company, ooh,
1: yeah. I mean, so Amazon. You better stock,
2: hope you work out of Berkeley.
1: Amazon stock is down twenty five percent year to date. All the large businesses are seeing cyclically where this economy is headed. There is no margin of error for them to be like, you know what. Let's anger brilliant. 50% of our customers. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They're yeah. not going to do that.
2: It's a it's a real sea change. We talked about it in today's episode, about how things are coming up conservative here in a way that they really haven't in a long time.
1: The vibe shift is happening. It's it, happening. It's happening. It goes back to Michael Jordan's famous quote, Republicans buy sneakers. Exactly. Too.
2: They do. They do. And there's never been an issue more well-defined, as I said, as this one that, that, that sort of codifies that. And- my sense is what we'll ha- what we'll see is this complete spasm on the left on Capitol Hill with calls to nuke the filibuster again
1: yep. and you've already seen it like Bernie's called for it but that's the thing is like Bernie is no longer this radical outlier Klobuchar yeah calling for it let's it, not forget Hirono the Hirono. filibuster <laughs> it's Broke him, um, and she and she was at the at the White House kangaroo court of a hearing this morning, and she was just absolutely ridiculous. Like the the Senate Dems that are make on their judiciary, it's absolutely horrific because these people are beyond activists. They're ready to just burn the whole system to the
2: ground. Imagine defining your entire political career about whether it's okay to murder a baby. That's it. Like imagine having that be the only issue you care about. It's like
0: what Smug was saying on the the Tuesday episode. It's like. The really important thing for me as a teacher is being able to talk to a toddler about their sexual identity a lot. Like, that's something I really, really care about. Right. You know, it's just, it is, it is, it's interesting to make that, you know, such a central thesis of your identity. I mean, look,
2: I have strongly held convictions on this, but I do understand how pro-choice people come to the conclusion of being pro-choice. What I do not understand is how this has become a religion of its own on the left. I don't. I don't fundamentally understand how this issue is a virtuous issue. It's. It used to be. Look in the in the early DLC days of the of the Clinton uh, first term, this was an issue. Remember, what was the the phrase that they always they used? Rare but safe, or, or rare yes, but yes, that abortion should be
1: safe, legal, and rare. Safe, legal, and rare. There it is.
2: That's what it is, right? And that used to be the Democratic position. Now it's like at any time, at any cost, at nine months, at nine months. Paid for
1: by the state, should be guaranteed by all employers. Right.
2: But, like, how does that happen? Like, your slippery right. slope of like morality. Like, we,
0: we will sue nuns well, in federal court to make sure yes, that even, they, have to, they have to provide
1: contraception it was like that, it under
0: Obamacare. It was like yeah.
1: that Elon tweet where he was like, I stayed in the same place, and the left has just gone all the way up there. Where, I mean, honestly, the progressives at this point, they're like, I demand the right to kill the baby. If I can't kill the baby, I want to talk about it, uh, talk with it about sex. And it better be wearing a mask. Like that's what we stand for. <laughs> if, if I can't, if I can't kill the baby, I can at least chop its genitals.
0: Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh my god! Yikes! Yeah! Yikes! Yeah! So, I, I mean, come on!
2: But really, if you think about it, if this decision comes down, it is a validation of the institutions of this country. It is a validation. Of what our founders put into place with checks and balances, well reasoned legal thought, and ultimately an outcome that not everybody's gonna agree with. And you could see in the in the, if I encourage anybody who's interested to read the Alito opinion. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it is very careful to note that this is a extremely divisive issue. But the I think it even says that the court itself cannot have its work be dictated by who's not going to like it. It has to be well reasoned and, and, and legally, right? Right. Which is the only thing you can hope for out of a court system. It's the only thing. It's, it's like its only purpose. It's its only purpose, right? And so, like, look, if you're down on institutions in America, what a perfect example of why there is reason for hope.
1: Right. So, so this is straight from the opinion. It says we end this opinion where we began. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating. Or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overruled those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. The judgment of the Fifth Circuit is versed and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. I mean, that's it right there. That's it. We're letting the people decide.
2: And in the, the response from Joe Biden that you heard at the top of the program.
1: Wait, you can't just let the people decide. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No,
2: not the people. Then we might have some sort of democracy. No, my God. Not the people. I'll I'll say one last observation that I find endlessly hilarious is that we just had a Supreme Court hearing where the nominee, Kintanji Brown-Jackson, could not define what a woman is. Refused to. Yeah. Right. In a question from Senator Blackburn about what constitutes a woman. Wouldn't say. Wouldn't say. Right. And you see in democratic politics all the time, there's no definition of gender. Boy, that shit switched in the last 24 Yeah, it's really hours, out huh? the window,
0: huh? We're all back to women. No more birthing people. Oh,
2: what happened? All of a sudden, women re-exist. <laughs> Congratulations to all the women listening. You now have a new identity <laughs> within the Democratic Party. Your, oh. your, your quote-unquote health care is, is important again. Right. Yeah. Well, listen. I think we covered it. Uh, this was important for us to get out and, and, and talk to everybody about because you're going to hear a lot of crazy shit and uh, keep doing it into the program. And we'll, we'll give you everything I, you need.
0: I hope we actually get this decision. It would be a huge sea change in American politics. Thank you to the Republican Senate. Thank you to President Trump for putting these justices mm-hmm. on the Supreme Court. I hope we're able to do it. And, yeah.
1: and, and now's the time to hold the line. Like the left, the, all those dark wing money groups like Demand Justice and and Sheldon Whitehouse, they're all going to try to just intimidate these justices and take control of this and not let the people have their voice heard. So Yeah. The you, long you, game prevails. You, you, well, uh, yeah, you think uh, President Trump, but nobody's asking Merrick Garland what his vote would be on this, and there's a reason for that, because <laughs> oh. he's not on the Supreme Court. <laughs> that's right. There's a reason for that, and that's because of Mitch McConnell. If that hadn't that's been right. done,
2: if that hadn't, it sounds like Roberts is going to be on the other side of this one. If that hadn't been done, this decision doesn't exist. Big deal.
1: Well, I got to say, that's a banger of an emergency episode. Uh, Thanks again to all our listeners, and we will see you on Thursday. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.